everyone. Thank you for tuning in to SNC Adventures Talk It Out. My name is Paige, and today I'm here with Catherine. Hello, everyone. So, Catherine, tell me a little bit about your program, where you went, when, um, what was your living situation like? Yeah, so I went to Swansea University in Swansea, Wales, which is a classic beach town. So, um, I got there at the end of their summer, which was really nice because it was still warm weather, unlike everything you hear about Wales where it's <laughs> rainy and windy and cold all the time, which is true, that's how their winter was when mm -hmm. I left. Um, but a great place to go. Um, I lived in Hendra Fallen Student Village, which is off campus and you have to take a bus um, everywhere you want to go, unless mm -hmm. you want to walk 30 minutes just to campus and then another <laughs> 30 minutes into town and then another like 20 minutes to <laughs> downtown. But mm -hmm. um, the bus system was great. Um, I lived in the village with six other individuals, so there were seven of us total in the flat. Mm. And the village was full of international students, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, so when you were on the bus or walking from place to place, you could just catch up a, or start up a common conversation about where are you from, things like that, mm -hmm. um, which is really cool to talk to them because at Swansea University there's over a thousand international students from over 150 countries, so wow. there's definitely a lot of diversity there and mm -hmm. it's so cool to hear everyone's experiences. Um, but yeah. just within my flat I had um, Lily from Australia um, Amelia from Southern England, Vanessa from Hong Kong, Paula from Spain, um, and then two from the U.S. So I had Eleanor and Julia. So it was super fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then in that you have um, just your common living space and then your room separate. So mm -hmm. you still have your own little area to like if you need a break, but you can also have that socialization going on. Mm -hmm. And what made you decide to go to Wales? Um, I wanted to go to Wales just because it was so different from a, what everyone else usually does. Mm -hmm. uh, when you hear about study abroad, you're like, oh, you either came from, it you either went to Italy, Spain, <laughs> or Ireland. <laughs> um, so I wanted something different, and I also, like, loved the opportunity to go by myself mm -hmm. um, because I'm one who likes to talk to a lot of different people and I don't like to stay in my shell mm -hmm. um, so I knew that there could have been that aspect of restriction if I went with someone else mm -hmm. um, so yeah I definitely wanted to do that and then Wales um, I was attracted to the location based on it's one of the closest universities to the water um, mm -hmm. literally our school was located there was our school and then a busy road that was the beachfront road and then there was the beach. Wow. So for morning <laughs> runs, it was fabulous. Or if you wanted a quick study break, you could. Um, we were within a bus ride of an hour of some cliffs and things like that where we could go to different other, other beaches and mm -hmm. um, have fun there. So a lot of outdoor activity. That's awesome. So how did you kind of assimilate into the culture? It sounds like you kind of were able to use like a lot of public transportation to get around and, and go to different places. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so within um, the program of study abroad there, mm -hmm. they had some orientation sessions which were really fun for us. Mm -hmm. um, and there I got to meet students from all different countries. 
um, which was super fun. So we had some team building there where I got to meet them. Um, and then from those conversations, it kind of just expanded into, hey, do you want to hang out together? Do you want to go to Three Cliffs Bay? Do you want to go mm -hmm. to these various locations? Hey, where do you want to um, travel to? Because a lot of people come there and they want to travel to other locations. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually formed a travel group and was like, hey, if you're interested in traveling to other locations, if you can't find anyone that wants to go to a specific one that you want to go to, maybe there's some other people out there that want to go to the same one as you, and you mm. can just contact each other. And that's how I actually went to um, London one of my first weeks. Um, I met up with this girl named Anna, and she wanted to go to London, so I was like, hey, yeah, let's go. So we met up once before we actually went, and we're like, okay, what do you want to do while you're there? Do you want to go more, like, historical stuff? Do you want to go to more arts? Um, and so luckily our um, interests lined up, mm -hmm. and so uh, we met up, and we had a good time together, and we learned. So that's a way that you can just meet up easily and form Did a you just form, like, a... Like a group? Yeah, chat I just or I like literally through the just university over, um, students. I just did it through um, Facebook. So okay. we had our international group page, mm -hmm. and then from there I just got interest, and then I made the group chat, and then based on which location, so each message was a different location, mm -hmm. and then based on which people liked which comments, I formed groups off of that, which was wow. really fun. Um, yeah, so I did that, and then. Um, before I even did that, though, I was like, there has to be an, a group for this. Mm -hmm. They have so many clubs and organizations yeah. abroad. It is crazy. Like, <laughs> there is one for each thing. Like, anything you could possibly imagine, mm -hmm. they had a club for it. But they didn't have a club for this. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just make my own. Were, was most of your travel done within, or did you go around to other countries in Europe? Um, yes, most of it was within Wales. I would say I really wanted to explore um, my home country. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to various locations and did some um, nature hikes and things like that. Um, but also, uh, some of it was out outside of Wales. So mm -hmm. I went to um, Portugal and Switzerland, which was really fun. Mm -hmm. um, so good experiences all around. And that's so nice because in Wales and over there especially, mm -hmm. trains are so great. Mm -hmm. um, you can get to anywhere within three or four hours. And then from that location, usually the train to the airport isn't that far of a walk or it's literally right there um, mm -hmm. so you can just get around that way um, so commonly when I would do my weekend exhibitions I would get up and at 4 a.m. to catch the bus at 4.30 to get to the train station by 5.30 and then catch my train at 6 so <laughs> you really had to time manage yeah. all of the certain steps um, mm -hmm. and then I would arrive there by 9.30, 10 o'clock, explore for the day, mm -hmm. find a hostel to stay in if I wanted to do an overnight trip and spend two days at that location mm -hmm. and then I would come back late at night um, but then again you have to plan for your travel so mm -hmm. you have to make sure that your train arrives early enough so you can catch the bus mm -hmm. so that you can catch the next bus <laughs> to get to the back home so mm -hmm. yeah fun times yeah oh and then tr make sure that you tr uh, a lot for if you miss a train or you miss a bus mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. because that happened to me 
-huh. And so then I was like, it was pouring rain and I got back later than I was supposed to. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't any more buses running at that time. So it was either oh, no. walk an hour at midnight, 1 a.m., <laughs> or call a taxi to go take you home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't have that many pounds with me. But luckily, <laughs> like, I had just enough. And there was this other guy on the train who heard me call the taxi. And mm -hmm. he's like, hey, can I split the tab with you? And I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's it's a lot of planning. Yeah. Yeah. How did you keep up with all that planning, especially if you're have multiple groups planning different trips at one um, time? So I knew which locations I wanted to go to, mm -hmm. um, but so I was in on all the groups, but I just went to like the ones that I wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but the my friends called me the itinerary queen. <laughs> um, they're like, you have so many itineraries, and I'm like, yeah, I do have a lot of itineraries because I would <laughs> I would literally, it would be Friday night. I, like, booked all the tickets in advance. Otherwise, it's so costly to mm -hmm. do it. But book all the tickets in advance, and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds like a good location. Like, I'm sure there's fun things to do there. Mm -hmm. So then on Friday night, I would plan my trip for Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, so i just go onto Google and be like, hey, what's cool in this place? Mm -hmm. And so then I would write down all the locations, write down all the times. If it costed any money, then I'd go onto Google Maps, type in all the locations, find mm -hmm. a good um, map of how I was going to get around and what was most effective. Mm -hmm. And then I would just go, and I'd send it to my phone, and I'd be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> So I have all Perfect. these itineraries, and I'm like, maybe I should start selling them. Like, make a little money to fund some travels. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Fun times. What was most memorable to you about your study abroad semester? There's a lot of things that would, were memorable, um, mm -hmm. but overall, I would say the people. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say it's not the location that you're in, it's the people that you're with, and the memories that you make with them. Mm -hmm. um, to this day, I still contact some of my friends from study abroad, and we FaceTime each other, and I'm hoping to connect with them this summer um, for mm -hmm. their birthdays and things. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really the people. Um, you know, you, now I have them all on Instagram and various social media platforms, mm -hmm. and it's so cool to see their experiences of what they're doing back in their home country and mm -hmm. find out all of those things. But even when I was there, it was so cool to hear, like, what were the common foods for them. So mm -hmm. um, we tried to have um, dinners. Um, it didn't work out that well, but <laughs> we had good intentions to have um, dinners to try everyone else's food. Mm. Um, so my friend Vanessa, we had some noodles with some dumplings and... Um, I forgot what else was in there, but it was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but it was what she typically ate for dinner. Mm -hmm. um, I always made myself egg scrambles in the morning, oh. um, and my <laughs> friend called them omelets from Spain. Um, but she's like, what are you doing? That's for dinner, and you're eating it for breakfast? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is what we eat for breakfast every morning. And she's like, no, you eat that for dinner. Like, what are you doing? And then... Like, other things, like, I would always eat between 5 and 6 p.m., and they would always eat at 8 p.m., and I was, they're like, well, what meal are you eating right now? And I was like, dinner, and they're like, 
that's not for another two hours. And then <laughs> they would just see me, like, sometimes in the kitchen, like, fixing a meal, and they'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh, I'm just eating, you know? And then they'd be like, because they're on a very strict schedule. Like, they don't really eat breakfast, or it's something really small, like cereal. And then they'll eat lunch at 2 p.m., which was a huge, like, change for me, because all my friends were from Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, or most of them were. So then they'd be like, hey, want to get lunch? And it would be at 2 p.m. And I'm like, I ate lunch three hours ago. <laughs> like, now it's like a snack time. Like, so that was like a little bit of an adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the people are just incredible and their stories and what their traditions are and everything like that. It's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did some traveling after your program, correct? Yeah, I did a month-long excursion because... My schooling started so late, and mm-hmm. it started, actually, I think my first day was October 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, I was like, I'm only going to be here for two and a half months, mm-hmm. and I wasn't ready for that. So <laughs> I, like, got done on my last day, and actually the reason why I did, I had planned in advance, though, um, mm-hmm. because when I went there, they said classes were compulsory, and so I was like, oh, shoot, like, I can't go to all the places that I wanted to in, mm-hmm. in a weekend. Yeah. And with taking, it takes so long to get from place to place. Like, yeah, if you want to go time. to Europe, like, it, mm-hmm. you have to fly. Like, you have to allow that time to fly and everything. So, mm-hmm. I really wanted to go to Greece. So, I did that for a week. Mm-hmm. And then I found a really cool trip of Central Europe of all the locations that I wanted to go to. So, mm-hmm. I did that. Um, but then that was... Um, there was like a week in between the two. Mm-hmm. So then I found another trip and I went to Israel, which was really cool. Um, Very cool. Definitely. And not afraid of the Middle East. Um, but of course, you have to do it in reason. So mm-hmm. you're going to want to be with a tour group if you go. Um, but it's so cool to see that side of the world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are scared. And I feel like you shouldn't be as scared as what it's portrayed to be. Mm-hmm. There. There's a lot of misconceptions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And one of my flatmates um, named Lily, she um, studied abroad in Vietnam mm-hmm. uh, before her study abroad in Wales. And to hear about that was super cool. Mm-hmm. And she actually went, um, so she finished a little bit later. She stayed for exams in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she went to Vietnam for a week and seeing her Snapchat stories of the culture there and what they did was so cool. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another cool thing. You can have these friends and you hear about their own backgrounds, but then you all have the common interest to travel. Mm-hmm. So then you get to see where everyone else is traveling. And I don't know, it just makes you so happy when everyone's seeing the world. Mm-hmm. How did you find these different travel groups that you... Yeah, so my family travels, um, I wouldn't say quite a bit, but we try and plan a trip um, every year now that we're in college. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just like, you can easily just type in a Google search Mm -hmm. and there's some common groups like um, Trafalgar and Globus and Cosmos and um, just like... Go Tours was the one I did for Greece, Mm -hmm. um, which was good. But depending on where you specifically want to go, what your availability is for the dates that you want to go, that all kind of factors into which trip you go to. But Mm -hmm. there's some really good organized trips. And then from that also, (laughs) you can go and see people's itineraries. Um, So you can find locations of, and if you want to just do it on your own, Uh um, which is (laughs) kind of what you want to do. 
I love traveling independently without mm -hmm. a tour group, but when I had all my luggage with me at the end, I was like, yep, let's go on a travel group uh, because I don't want to be carrying around my 50-pound suitcase from hostel to hostel every other night and doing mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, so that was really nice. Um, but you can find out people's itineraries because then you have as much time as you want at each location. Mm -hmm. So um, there would be places that I was like, I could spend two or three days here, but they cover it in a day. Mm -hmm. Or there'd be places where, you know, it's nice to be in a tour group because the places that you would be going to on tour are so far away that public transportation, unless mm -hmm. you want to pay for a taxi or an Uber or whatever you want to do, mm -hmm. it's going to take a while. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, there's benefits to both. Mm -hmm. um, but it really depends where you are. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for example, I would like to go to Australia and New Zealand. And mm -hmm. so within probably the next 10 to 15 years, I'd like to go. Just thinking about plans. Because mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be graduating in a year. Like, I'll need to find a job. I can't just take off time to travel. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that I'll probably do for a month or two, and that I'll probably just do all independently, just so I can go from place to place and spend as much time as I want to in each location. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's always a time for a tour group, and there's a time for independent travel. Yeah. No, it's good that you've had both experiences, so you know mm -hmm. kind of what are the pros and cons. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. What has it been like now that you're back at SNC? Yeah, so it was really different when I came back. Um, I wasn't expecting to have culture shock when I came back, but it was definitely a thing. There was talk about culture shock when you go there and when you're experiencing the different um, things, but I was not expecting culture shock when I came back. Mm -hmm. um, my biggest thing was I was like, everyone looks the same. <laughs> like, wow. I was like, and people wear leggings places. <laughs> Abroad, I wore leggings in my flat once, <laughs> and my friend from the southern England, she's like, are you hungover or something? And I was like, no. She oh, my was, gosh. Yeah, she was like, oh, you're just, like, dressed in, like, a baggy sweatshirt and sweatpants. I was like, well, I just wanted to relax and escape European culture for one day. <laughs> But yeah, like every day you'd have to dress up and look decent and put on a good face. And the only time you saw people wearing like casual clothes was when they were going to the gym. The only time. Um, so one, everyone looks the same. Um, and number two, um, the lifestyle is really different. So, you know, you always hear about how um, relaxed British culture is. But it's really a thing. Um, you know, like British culture, you can go drinking on any day of the week. Um, you can also put off events as much as you want to, um, and you'll eventually get to it. Um, that was another thing. So I actually found myself procrastinating, like, when I got back, um, and even when I was writing my essays for my exams, I was like, oh, like, I'll do it later. Like, I have time. Like, you just analyze everything different. Mm -hmm. Um... So then when I came back, I was like, yep, this is my Google Calendar, and <laughs> I have to attend all these events this day. And I, I don't really stop. But it took a little bit to get adjusted back into the swing of things. The first week was definitely an adjustment, but now that I've been back a few weeks, it's easier. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you think you're doing differently now that you're back? Um, I definitely would say that I'm, like, more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just like, you know, I'm more understanding. 
-hmm. of people's situations and their perspectives and where they're coming from. I don't like expect myself to overexert myself to reach the mountains. Um, <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, like we'll get there eventually. Like mm -hmm. it'll happen. Like not everything needs to be done in two seconds. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it, you, you can get to it eventually. Like yeah. you know, like understanding people and where they're at. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Yeah, you're more forgiving of the reality that people yeah. are in. Mm -hmm. And then of death. Definitely uh, attending more like cultural events on campus and like reaching out to those individuals and finding out what their story is and like things like that. So mm -hmm. it's really cool because now I have two um, residents. So I came back and I was an RA again, mm -hmm. and I have two residents from Japan. Okay. And so I really want to do a um, not a social, but I would like to do a program on mm -hmm. them and mm -hmm. maybe like the foods that they eat and like things like that. And so mm -hmm. we can have that culture aspect in mm -hmm. our hall because that's yeah. super cool. So like find everyone's story. Like what enticed you to come to St. Norbert? Like yeah. what, it, what was it that you wanted to do here? And like what were you expecting? How is that different? Things mm -hmm. like that I think are just so interesting. Yeah, everyone has their own story. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing your story about going abroad. <laughs> Especially since not many students go to Wales, it's nice to have your perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, well, thank you. What happens abroad stays abroad unless you talk it out. If you're interested in sharing your story, contact us at studyabroad at snc.edu.